Welcome to another episode of Two Men on the Run. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Ian Lawton. Give it up again for Mr. Ian Lawton. Second time on the show. Our only guest that's ever returned. Yes. <laughs> and we've got a wonderful present for you here. Um, organic Zambian honey. Um, can you pronounce what that forest is called? I, I can't. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Winnelunja, is it? Winnelunja? No idea. Something like that. Put it up. Hopefully your family enjoy that. And um, Thank you. we've got a wonderful book here on sporting... Great sporting moments, and and this book links in with your own story really, because at forty-one years of age, in the form of your life, Ian, um, how has this come about? We've got so many questions for you, but um, I'll hand it over to your good self. Yeah, well, thanks for having me back on the the show for the second time. Good to be back with the lads, always. Uh, and thank you very much for my gifts, by the way. Uh, but let's start with you, John Joe, because <laughs> I always listen to your podcast all the time and I get your updates of your health um, yeah. because you, you're often the one who's asking the questions on this podcast, often Pepper than poor Matt there. Um, so let's pepper you. Let's let's start with you, John. Joe. Yeah. How are you? How's the update the listeners on your health? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got this thing under control. Um, I've beat almost beat. I believe I've beat almost beaten this illness. At first, I, I was uh, somewhat. Um, what Matthew would tell you, I probably thought I was dying. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, yeah, genuinely, yeah. Well, I, I think the... you, you told the listeners. I think you thought you were. You, were, you know, might have been the last show last time. And, uh, I think they all thought it was because yeah. we, we haven't come back yet. But, yeah, you know, they've not been on for a while, has there? No, no, no there's not. No, no. And, and, and that's more to do with us being just so busy, really, isn't yeah, it? But, yeah. um, John Joe's uh, new training routine. Well, just badly organised as well, I think, oh, at times. Um, but um, I, uh, thanks to Dr. Gillian Rajan from County Cork, um, she has made a big difference. Um, I had to go to her privately and, and she put me on a probiotic for any listeners who are affected with stomach problems. In fact, I was just happened to talk to someone today who's suffering with a stomach problem, complaints. And um, yeah, so I think it came from food poisoning. I honestly believe it was the eggs, that, uh, the free range eggs, which had been left too long and um, some bad bugs were ingested. And from that... There was a, a sort of a disruption in the um, stomach and the bowels, I believe. And, and over a period of time, I think the body will naturally sort of hope uh, repair itself. But this probiotic and the advice given, I think, has, has made the difference. And uh, smaller meals, certain things that have uh, a range of foods. I tried that. I tried crazy things to begin with. I went on an all-meat diet. All-chorizo diet from the sound of it. Well, what, sorry? All-chorizo diet. <laughs> oh, well, that was before it, it, I had the problems, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it was the chorizo. I definitely th believe it was the eggs. And um, the all-meat diet uh, lasted three or four days, and it, it, it had me in a state of... Uh, I came down with a terrible cold, actually, during that couple of days anyway uh, trials and, and tribulations and, and eventually um, through listening to the expert the gastric nutritionist um, the probiotic which I invested in which was just a food supplement for the listener and it was just um, a sachet which had dissolved in water 
um, once, twice a day. A month's course of that. I've now continued with sort of activity, health, gut, yogurts. I've got the Yakults there, but that might just be more in my head. But I've, I've completely cut out alcohol uh, for the time being at least. And, and uh, I've gone from cow's milk to goat's milk. So it's a bit more easily digested. A bit light, lighter meals on the stomach. I, I have a huge appetite as, as you guys, I'm sure you're the same with all the training that you do. But I've had to really, I suppose, turning this corner, I've had to live more like a Spartan and um, really mindful of what I'm putting into my body and, 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 and listening to the body. And at times I got it wrong when we went for that Chinese meal. I, I don't even like Chinese food. Oh, that, was a dis- <laughs> that was a disaster on my birthday. On birthday yeah. And um, that was a disaster, yes. And um, But, you know, we, we live and we learn. So that's my story. And we did see some social media footage of you winning a race, was that, in the hills recently? Well, that was an imposter who yeah. I signed up. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've been running. Well, listen, this weekend, the Hale Village 5 Mile, I'm, I feel I'm really fit. Um, and hopefully uh, this Sunday I can prove a point to a, to a few of those doubters in the Liverpool Harriers who didn't select me in the relays. And... Um, who were unaware of those performances that you've rightly mentioned. So this Sunday, it's it's all about this Sunday for me. It's only five miles. It's not what you guys are, half marathons, and recently you, you, you're going much longer. For me, um, this five-mile race, race will be... It's a good race, I've done it a couple yeah. of times. It's a you good have, race. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's not many five-mile races on the calendar, is there? No. So no, there what's your best time for five miles? Uh, 24.51 on that course. Jeez, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. 24. 24. Because the winning time last year was Tom Rogerson in 25 something. Yeah, it was on the course. It was 2019, maybe, was it? And where did you finish? I was first, yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah. What did you get for winning it? Um, I think it was some cash price. Yeah, the, the prizes were quite good. It was yeah. a bit of cash. Yeah. Um, it's a good race, well organised race. I think Guy from uh, Mosley Hill. And he is a runner himself, yeah, which yeah. always makes a difference, I believe. Yeah. With, with and everyone gets an Easter egg, of course. Every finisher gets right. an Easter egg. Um, but it's a nice atmosphere, and the weather's nice Sunday, so it should be good. I yeah. think on the Hale Five Mile, the only aspect that you'll sometimes come across is the wind because it's country lane-ish type of road so yeah. it's quite exposed but I think the weather's fairly flat, flat calm. course or is it slightly what's what yeah, you well you, the, you've got a couple of small rises in it you've got a rise probably after the between mile one and two um, uh, it's only short and then you've got a little rise coming out of the last country lane so probably from about four to four and a half miles mm. it's a little rise there uh, not on mega to report but there's two little rises which are, are oh, there, yeah. there between about. one and two and and what three between four and four and a half four and four and a half yeah yeah because yeah. um, I live right by there don't I so um, I never I thought I never thought yeah. Where, yeah. from where I live really so brilliant um, now this is the the, the the questions that people listening that want to hear at 41 years of age um, you won the Liverpool half marathon in in 67 minutes which was a PB by two, what was yeah, it just short two minutes two minutes, two minutes yeah. uh, and we want to know um, about your training because you, you, you last time we spoke you, you run about three to four times a week is that correct so that, that hasn't changed uh, tell us about what's made you this phenomenal athlete we should report on some of the successes before he does that your 10k time has dipped to 30 minutes and 11 seconds 11 47 second PB PB yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. a huge uh, and your 10 miler as well uh, St Anne's as well that was back in what's uh, that dro- what's that now uh, that's 52.13 52.13 and it's dropped by how much 
Yeah, well, you, you that was, that was my first proper time. There yeah, was okay. one years and years ago. There was one years and years ago which I ran my wife, which was a 76. Yeah. So, on so the you've gone 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So come on now, this is the... Let's let, let's hear about what what's made you into this, into well, this beast. I, I to and I want to highlight a little bit as well, like I wanna, just for the listeners. I know, I know what you're going to say the, now. The, well, that 3011 is 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 equal to my 10k PB, um, Ooh, and obviously yeah. and obviously running yeah. um, Liverpool half. Ian beat me by well over a. a I wasn't going to so. mention that, but um, Matthew that. said to me. You, well, you beat him in the cross country. Oh, and he beat me in the cross country. And his country. excuse was he got stuck in a bog. Now, what's his excuse on this one? There's no excuses. Well, I Mist- think Matt was had his own agenda. He was running to the clock, I think, more than anything else. Yeah. I mean, this, it left me. It, it, it was an interesting race because it left me with a very what were you sour taste in now? my mouth. Of, you about the half marathon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had, you, what's your excuse for this one? Sorry, go on. So I was doing it as a training session. We were, I was going to hit 512. Oh, come on, you can't, you can't, that's not a good enough excuse, is it? You don't. Well, that was it, but no, it, it left me with the thing. <laughs> I had no idea whether or not, because people said afterwards, oh, well, you know, oh, you could have you could have won if you'd erased it. But I was like, well, no, I don't know that because Ian had a phenomenal performance. I didn't feel good anyway on the day. So if I'd have tried to race it, the chances are Ian would have beat me there. Well, Plus the fact I didn't race it. So I'll never know. I'm not having this. Ian. Obviously, if I'd tried to, this, I if no. tried to push it, no. the chances are Ian would have raised his bar again. Well, um, I'll tell you what. He's, I, in, better, I, he's in better shape, and I, look, I looked at the results. Equal, so I no, think but, it was all on Ian there. For, no, for I, I, day, looked, so. I looked at the results. It, it was, was a race. No, it was a race that you'd, you'd both signed up. Oh to. yeah, yeah. And, and Ian beat uh, it. So and, that's that. and he's, he's won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think we, we need to. Now we're going to hand it over to you. Please tell us about what's made you into this. Phenomenal, and I, I look up to you because I'm 37. I was 37 a, a few weeks ago, and I and I hope I can carry on, you know, getting sick and coming back from sickness uh, for a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing has changed in terms of the amount that I run. That's that's been the same since the last time we spoke, which was it was about two years ago, was it? Well, tell Maybe us what it, what is it? How much? So I, if I run three times a week. That's it. I run on a Tuesday. I run on a Thursday, and I run on a Saturday. And what do you what what's involved in these training runs, please? Again. So Tuesday is usually speed work of some sort, um, and and that can vary. It depends on the time of year. It depends on on what's what's coming up. Um, so this time of year coming into spring you know with a couple of 5k's maybe in mind and you'd be sharpening it up a little bit um, but I do like to keep Tuesday as as intervals as no more than two minutes really you know in terms of the the, the amount of time I'll do an interval for because um, it is a speed work day um, now in the past I used to always try and get a tempo done on a Thursday or some sort of tempo session um, but my legs don't allow it all the time anymore so there's quite often on a Thursday when I in in the plan for me, in the plan I had set myself would be to go out and run maybe, maybe a, a ten miles with eight miles of tempo, you know, at a, at a good solid pace. But there's yeah. some days I just get out there and I just haven't got it, and that's po- possibly one of the things that I have changed um, over the last couple of years as I've got a bit older. My recovery time is not as good as what it used to be when I was in my mid thirties. So therefore, I, instead of trying to chase the session, I just accept the fact that, well, I just can't run that fast today, so I'm just going to run dead slow. And you'll see maybe on, yeah. on Strava, as I spend lots of time running somewhere between 7 and 7.30 pace. Um, just And I'll go out on a Thursday, and as I say, 
more often than not, it'll just be easy. The plan will always be to run a little bit faster at some point during that run, but some days I just haven't got it. Uh, and then Saturday will be just a long, easy run. Uh, anything up to two hours with the with, with the lads, just just talking pace. So you've got the one session on the Tuesday, and then the Thursday could be a tempo depending on how you're feeling. And that lasts for how long? About an hour or yeah. I, I, well, I would always try and get on that Thursday run. You'd always try and get between ten and twelve miles, whether right. it's easy or right. with some tempo in there or some intervals in there. I normally stay out and extend the cool down and just run easy. I, you know, people talk about the polarized training method. My running is very polarized, but only a small section of it is very fast. The rest of it is just really, really slow. And the Saturday is that? Sorry, what, what's that extended? Just, just I end up to two hours. Easy two hours, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if I can get up to two, it depends if I'm in work. If I'm in work on a Saturday, I can only really do ninety. If I'm not in work, I'll try and get up one hour forty-five, two hours. But the difference is, is that I. What's changed possibly with the change of my jobs now because I now work a lot less hours since I've changed my jobs is that I can get to the pool more often. So I train hard in the pool and I train hard on the bike. So that's quite often when I get on a Thursday. I've I've swam in the morning already. I've done three kilometres in the pool in the morning. So I'm getting Thursday nights after work trying to get for a run. And I've normally trained Wednesday morning for about 90 minutes hard on the bike in the shed. I've then swam 3K on a Thursday morning. And then Thursday nights, I just don't, I, I just haven't got it. So I just went easy. And then Friday morning at half five, I'm back in the shed again, you know, doing another... 90 minute bike session yeah. so that, that that Thursday run doesn't always need to be hard because there's lots around it which has given me the, yeah. the, the, the the kind of the the fitness and the aerobic workout that I want and that's why I don't chase it because that when I've chased it in the past I'll pick up injuries then you miss stuff and that is yeah. it, the consistency is one of the key things that I've had probably for the last two years of not picking up many little niggles and not had to miss any sessions but that's caused by going to more of a polarised running method where I don't really mind I don't it used to stress me out a little bit if I was if I wasn't doing six minute mile and I was rubbish, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, but I just don't even look at the watch. I can run for two hours and not look at my watch once. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that acceptance is is uh, seems to be key in not chasing it, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the uh, the introduction mm-hmm. of two pool sessions a week um, has been key for me. Because aerobically, I used to be a really heavy breather, always. You, you could always tell when I was in a race because I'd breathe heavy. And, oh, yeah. and even if I was fit, I would still be quite a heavy breather. Yeah. Um, and swimming twice a week now for two years consistently and never missing a session. Now, I'm not a fantastic swimmer. Technically, I'm not perfect. I don't know. I, I don't know much about your swimming. Are, are you? When you say that, are you genuinely not a very good swimmer? Well, like, I, I can... Like Eric the Eel. Yeah, I, I, I can... If you see me swim, you'd think I was a good swimmer. If if someone who yeah. would come from a swimmer background see me swim, they would probably would they pick holes pick, in pick holes in my stroke. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm quite aerobically fit, so I can get I can swim at a decent pace in the water. Keep, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have to work hard to do it. So when I'm doing pool sessions, and quite often I swim with Jay Brittles, yeah. a friend of ours who we know. Um, and he's and certainly now he's swimming much much quicker than me. So every session I'm on the back foot, you know, and you'll do a session like we've done once where we've done 60 times 50 metres. So you imagine running that, 50 metres, go again. You have 10 seconds recovery, 50 metres, 10 seconds recovery, 50 metres. You're yeah. on the limit. You're on the aerobic limit for imagine. that hour. Mm. Um, and but that is zero impact. It's mm. I'm not going to get injured doing it. You know, yeah, I might yeah. swallow a bit of water and I might drown a little bit. But I've got to work so hard for that mm. hour, and my heart rate is much higher than what it ever is when I'm running. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. And 
and because I'm working so hard just to stay on toes, to stay with the group you're training with, because mm. I'm not in a situation, I'm not fortunate enough, where I've got an easy stroke, where I make it look easy, and I can sit at the front of a pack. I'm not, I'm chasing all the time. Um, Over the years, you've, I imagine you must have improved on your technique. Yeah. Do, do you think you can go any further with your technique? Or is yeah, it? well, not on twice a week. I, I, mm. Swimmers swim a lot, don't they? You know, so you know if you want to really, if I want to take my swimming to the next level, yeah. uh, it's it's something I could do, yeah. But I would have to then be doing it five or six times a week, and not right. twice a week. Right. For what I use it for, and for the minimal impact it has in the races that I would do, it, twice is enough in terms of what what I need. Three would be perfect, but you know, because some of the middle distance triathlons I'm going to do this year. Um, say the race would be maybe four hours the first 25-30 minutes is in the water then you've got two hours on the bike and then you've got a half marathon to run so yeah. in terms of percentage of the time in the race yeah. giving a little bit away in the swim is it, fine right. but right, the yeah. aerobic benefits it give me, gives me in the actual run itself on the mm. standalone run events makes me I think much better and, and so and that that swimming is, is is you believe it's critical to your current performances absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got three runs two two swims and, and three bikes and three bikes so that's mm-hmm. eight training sessions a week yeah, yeah. I can get the third swim in a will but you make it nine that's nine. the perfect so you've got eight between eight to nine sessions yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a week which mm. but in the last two years that really hasn't changed it's 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 the the fact that you're not chasing when you when you're like feeling poorly or di- you will have a day off, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, you yeah. feel that's the, the um, yeah. To be honest, I mean, which is, the, the, yeah. the form I'm, that I've kind of fell into this year, mm. I was in last year, but I never got to race because I last March I was running really well, uh, but then I was out running it on on a Tuesday morning and my ankle went down a pothole because I run Jeez, yeah. very early in the morning so it was yeah. like 6 o'clock in the morning yeah. uh, and it was dark and I'd put my foot in, uh, in a, on the road and it had gone down a pothole mm. and it wiped me out for about 4, 5, 6 weeks maybe where I couldn't really run really? properly yeah. I could be able to do bits on the treadmill and you could run in straight lines but when you've mm. done your ankle it's the, it's the going around the corners that you yeah. just can't do but as you well can, Did you continue during that period with swimming? Yeah yeah, and yeah. that would have rehabilitated the, yeah the, swimming uh, and on the bike I was able to keep yeah. going with but I had to obviously mm. stop running for a bit so that was uh, that was last year so the running took a bit of a hit then and then I got myself back into a little bit better form and then we were doing a big house refurb getting a, knocking walls down getting a new kitchen in and I pulled me back so again mm. I was at a point where I was in the form that I felt like I'm in now yeah. Um, yeah. Last, last May but then picks up an innocuous back pull off doing some DIY and that kept me out for about six weeks and I couldn't swim then and I couldn't ride then either I right. had to stop everything for about six weeks everything yeah right. well I, I was able to do a small bit of cycling towards the end of it right. um, because yeah. I, and I had just done it in the, in the shed on the table um, what's your stretching and, and rehabilitation like do you do any of that stuff loads of it do you really yeah yeah so after every session every night so you've got these eight to nine sessions after every one of those sessions or just at the end of every day? At the, yeah, because I'm training in the morning, I've got to go straight to work. Right. So that's the downside, is that I'm obviously then sitting in cars all day, um, which makes you a little bit stiff. So mm. every night when we're getting the kids settled, I'll sit down, I'll stretch. Right. Um, television time is often foam roll time. And, really? You know, yeah, yeah, and just, yeah, just stretch. And that's something that the changing job has given me the time to do, um, is to get the couple of extra swims in, but spend time stretching. What advice could you give to someone like myself who struggles with um, staying awake during the stretching and and do it and get you know like sort of get a bit fed up with stretching and, and not taking it seriously enough and 
How do you do your? Do you have a routine, or is there a, any tips you can give? Yeah, it's commitment. It's not. It's, it's you can't sugarcoat it. It's not an exciting when you stretch, is it? There's not. There's nothing yeah. good about it. It's sit. You sit there, and it just hurts. But the benefit of doing it. And I, do you do it for a certain amount of time? Twenty minutes or fifteen minutes? Well, or... I, I tend to set myself a little challenge where I sit on the floor because my hamstrings often the ones that get very tight from not the cycling. Yeah. Uh, and I sit on the floor, and I say, so I, I can go to bed when I can touch my toes. <laughs> right, so you're sitting on the floor what? with a straight leg, with my feet up against the couch. Feet against the couch, and you're reaching for these toes. Reaching to- for to- the, the toes. The telly's yeah. behind the couch. Yeah, telly's to be left. Yeah. Uh, right, and you're reaching for your toes. And it takes you twenty minutes to. Depends how long. Depends how. Uh, yeah, it depends how suffer I, I'm, I am that day, uh, but I'll say to myself, I'm not gonna go to bed till I can touch both toes. So it's just one stretch that you do. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. It's but I vary. It's uh, one of. Yeah, I vary it around. I do lots of glute stretching, calf yeah, stretching. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, I could maybe take that into my own stretching as, routine. As, as runners, we always want an end goal, don't we? We always want a challenge, like it's, yeah. whether it's the next race, whether yeah. it's the next PB. So just having a little challenge in your in your stretching. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna sit here till I can touch that toe. Sometimes I think, am I doing the right, the correct stretches? Because there's that many of them, it, it becomes a bit confusing. So I put both feet together and sort of stretch out the uh, the knees. You know, pointing straight legs. Both straight legs. Straight legs is the best one. Straight legs parallel yeah. to each other. Your legs right. are parallel. Your, your, your feet are, and your heel is almost touching the couch. So you. This is one you're recommending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is for a hamstring stretch, by the okay. way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just lean forward. I just You can do it one leg at a time or both legs together, but I vary it up a little bit. I think that's the one I avoid because it is more uh, sort of uh, testing, isn't it? That one? Yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. It kills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, do, you, do you have any uh, physio on top of this, like any no, massage or anything no. like that? So you don't need to if you're doing these kind of stretches. No. Yeah. I've, I've never really. Uh, people do go to physios quite often. Mm. Uh, it's not something I've ever done on a regular basis. Um, mm. The odd time you feel like you need it, but I know some people swear by it, uh, going yeah. once a week, which works perfect for them. Um, Obviously, you got the expense of that as well. Yeah, as well, it depends on how much money. But the yeah. foam roller does a good job, doesn't it? You know, if you spend time on the foam roller. What uh, type of foam roller would you recommend? Because you've got the ones with the little uh, pitted sort of. Uh, I've never used one of them to be honest. Smooth. I've never used one of them. I have a smooth one. Smooth one, Matthew. Yeah. You, you recommended the smooth, smooth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they're the, they're the key factors. I think it, the, I've got, um, I've got a settled, more settled job, so I'm not chasing the clock all the time. Mm. Uh, I've got a settled house now. Kids are a bit older, so we're getting full night's sleep. My kids are 10 and 6 now, so there's no like night deeds or no issues there. I've got a great training group now with, you know, with the likes of Jay and Dean Hanwell. Alex Ward joins us sometimes. The bubble that we call Mark Clare's in it. Mm. Um, Hilton is a lad who, who's, who's a good one who comes and joins us. And we... They're all committed to meeting at like six o'clock in the morning, or sometimes right. earlier yeah. on a Saturday Brilliant. if I've got to work. So having that, that training group is 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 one of the key factors, um, and yeah, just trying to look after myself a little bit better. And one of the after achieving these fantastic times, um, what are your goals going forward? Because you must get to a point where you think. Bloody hell, how am I going to eclipse this? Because I've gone, you know, what, what where do you go from there? A nice fast half marathon course. I'll see probably at least a minute come off that half marathon <laughs> I mean, time easily. Yeah, yeah I mean, Liverpool's not the fastest of horses, is it? Is it yeah. not, no. so when I went into Liverpool, I was not looking at the time or a, a time at all, really. Because yeah. I didn't look at the clock until 10 miles. Ian did his, uh, he's, he's a very Rafael Nadal style uh, runner. You don't want to speak to him beforehand because he, he'll psych you out by telling you he's. Uh, He's not taking it that seriously, oh, or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he, he can't run those sort of speeds, and then uh, 
and then goes out and just hammers uh, <laughs> it. So like the cross country uh, yeah. that we mentioned, it was uh, Ian said, "Oh well, I've, I've, I've raced a duathlon, so I'm just going to jog round for the for the for the club sort of thing, and not the the guys, you know, try to get a point and stuff like that." And uh, about what 300 meters into it, uh, no, half a mile into it, I uh, I feel someone on my shoulder, and I, th- I, think, I think I think it's Jay, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, relax now, and, and you know, I'll run with Jay and turn and suddenly it's Ian by my side like well, this isn't him taking it easy is it well it, yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> in, in in my defense there uh, I had raced a duathlon the day before and it was a two run it? it was a two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. race so and this is now a 10 o'clock in the morning so it's less than 24 hours recovery um by the way before you move on do you find the duathlons less competitive or just as competitive as some of these road races that you've been involved in um, well, for you, like you know, at your level, are you going? Yeah, are you d- turning up and expecting to win a duathlon? Or? No, no, no. no, no. competitive. Yeah, I, I mean, I ran at Alton Park duathlon uh, the week before the half marathon. I ran Alton Park duathlon, mm-hmm. um, and that was uh, that was that was a mega race. There was. And you won, you won this? I did win, yeah, yeah but well, I mean... There was, was it nip and tuck? Yeah, absolutely. There was five of us away on the bike, and it was a draft legal race, which meant you can kind of stay together on the bike. Um, draft needle? Draft draft legal. Legal, draft legal. legal. Yeah, what so does that mean, sorry? So it means that um, you can be behind someone directly on the bike. Um, and get protected from the wind. Well, I didn't think that would be against the rules, but is it? Well, you get some races which are non-draft legal, and therefore you use a different style bike if you if you've got it a time trial bike. So yeah, and you have to leave a gap of like. like well, how do you get past them then? Yeah, you just move out. Go wide. You've got to go wide. Yeah, yeah. you've got to wide. I've taken right, because yeah. just when Who's you're watching s- though on such a lengthy course. Yeah, draft busters as they're called yeah what, sorry? draft busters do you get people on motorbikes yeah. Yeah. oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you do get penalties for drafting absolutely draft draft, bu- draft busters yeah jeez yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway sorry I interrupted you um, but yeah I was talking about Alton Park um, mm. now going into that race um, you know as you do you look at the, the list of, of the people who were in there and I seen a couple of names that I recognised and you, you know some of these guys have been national duathlon champions recognised like, that you, what you'd beaten them before or you'd never raced them before one I'd never raced before mm. um, two two of them were young kids who were 19 and they're right. on the elite British triathlon programme right um, what does that mean for the listener so it basically means that they're under the the umbrella of British triathlon who they think they've got British triathlon think they've got something good so right. they're kind of bringing them through the ranks if you like, if what, you do, like what do they do for them do they give them equipment and funding I, I was never fortunate enough to be right, in, right. involved in the uh, elite tiger since I've only gone to triathlon when I was older so I don't know all the benefits that they get but they have their own separate race schedule if you like right. Um, right. so they race each other the elites race elites mm. um, so, and there's a couple of young kids from there the, the lad who came second was 19 and the lad who came third was 19 as well and it was nip and tuck in the bike set and then on the on the run section is that where you, you found you were in control. Yeah, well, with it being a duathlon, you start with the run. So you have a sorry, run, sorry, you yeah. have a run, bike, run in yeah. a duathlon. It's a bit early season. Run, bike, and then a f- another run to finish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was a 4.3k run to start with, mm. then a 21-kilometre bike, and then a 4.3-kilometre to finish. Right. So it's laps of the same course, if you like, on the run, on the bike, and it's at Alton Park. It's race course. It's like a Formula One track, if you like. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's perfect for cycling. Um, so we all, we ran, and there was... There was five of us away in a bit of a group, which means that 
on that nature of the course, we're probably going to stay together on the bike unless someone makes a, a, a burst for it or, you know, unless there's a big hill. But the chances are when you're five away like that, you'll work together. You'll keep your own lead. You'll keep the ones who are, could be chasing away. Because um, five cyclists working together will always be three cyclists working together because you do less time on the front. Right, um, yeah, really? I never yeah. thought about... Uh, you'd think it would be the same effort yeah well you can save 30 to 40 percent if you're sitting directly behind someone really, yeah? Yeah, yeah if you're going into a wind so if you're thinking do it in your car if you're driving at 25 30 miles an hour in your car which is kind of the speed that we're cycling mm. if you put your hand out the window you just feel pure yeah, air, yeah. don't you yeah. yeah but if you put your hand directly behind it you feel nowhere and that's what happens on the bike right. the, the guy right. behind feels not he doesn't feel like that that that, that air that g-force if you like that danger of uh going over though as well isn't there I suppose yeah, yeah but you you know there's always that but when you there's five years in a straight line you're just in a single line right. you do 20-30 seconds and you move out and the next guy does his and then he moves out and you just rotate the front um, you're going into the final the duathlon the final part of this race and, and it was it were you still together all five still together yeah and where, yeah. whereabouts did you win this event uh, on the last run so I've, we've come off the bike into transition and um, it's it's a bit chaotic transition because you've got to rack your bike up take your helmet off put your run right. shoes on so it's, it's whoever can put the shoes on fastest and get out uh, would normally have a slight advantage so one of the young kids who's part of the elite super city he was out first he, he, his transition was 42 seconds and mine was 45 hours out second so I was three seconds down coming out to transition which is not a great deal in, in terms of uh, distance to chase yeah, I was quite pleased to get out second to be honest out to transition and then, um, and then my first mile off the bike was a 4.43. Um, so I've come out fast and, and raced hard. Oh, yeah, 4.43 for your mark, first mile. Off the bike, yeah. Jeez, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's quite something, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and that mile got me to the lead and, and got me a little a little bit of a window then. A cushion, uh, yeah. And then I was able to... Um, I had to keep pushing because the young kid wasn't far off. He was he was still there thereabouts. Um, Twenty seconds. Or? It finished thirty seconds the gap in the end, oh, yeah. so I was able to relax in the last mile. But mm. yeah, the first couple of miles it was I had to keep the, the pressure on really. Well, that answers my question. It's competitive because one 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 mistake, you know, you you, you yeah, would have yeah. lost thirty seconds. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's a week before. That was the week before the half. So do you, yeah. do you find uh, what this idea of tapering then for you? You're constantly on the go, aren't you? Training, training, and you've, you, you're still able to race at this high level. So the idea of tapering and, and backing off a week before, that's not Ian Lawton's style. Well, I did ease off after the um, after the duathlon. I didn't ease up much before the duathlon because uh, I did have one eye on the half the week after. Um, but I, I did ease up after that because duathlons take quite a bit out here so you dropped the Tuesday session uh, well I went out for an easy run well actually to be honest what actually happened was when I was running in Alton Park I felt a, a bit of a bit of a tiny pull in my thigh so my thigh was a little bit sore afterwards um, so I didn't want to miss the run so what I'd done because it was a bit of a downhill running injury it had overstretched a bit running downhill so I went to the local gym and I ran on the treadmill for about 45 minutes on a steady up, uphill. Why did you choose that particular method? Because it meant that it, it was less pressure on the, the thigh little strain that I picked up. By uh, going uphill? By going uphill, because yeah. you're short on your stride a bit then right, just going yeah. uphill. So it's only talking about a 2% incline on the treadmill, so not like a mega hill, but just enough to shorten my stride a bit so I could still get some miles in without aggravating my thigh. And then on a Thursday, I went out and I'd done about eight miles um, on a Thursday, but I just kept it 
right by my house on the same lap of a flat course of a mile loop because because I, I was worried if that because where I live I can go one way and it's quite hilly you can go do it it's quite flat and I thought if I'm going downhill on my way home I don't recognise anything so I just stayed right by my house and done eight laps of the same circuit well, that, that week of the leading up to the half marathon you would normally do eight to nine sessions in a week how many sessions in total when you combine yeah. uh, I swam Monday ran Tuesday bike Wednesday ran Thursday bike Friday bikes I done uh, I swam as well didn't I yeah, I done seven. So you still you didn't drop it by yeah. much, but you dropped the intensity. Intensity come back down. Come yeah. Right down, yeah. Yeah, the intensity. And then you let down. everything fly on the on the in the race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I rode my bike for only fifty minutes on the Saturday, um, and then on the Sunday, yeah, just went out and raced. So yeah, uh, I felt okay going into the race. To be honest, I felt yeah. When you know, you was like you warm up, you do a few strides, you think yeah, the next week okay. What was the prize for winning that particular event? The half marathon. If you don't mind me asking, it was two hundred pound uh, cash and a pair of running shoes, which I haven't actually received yet, um, right. and uh, a little little trophy. Right, right, right. So, are you happy with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it two hundred pound cash was a nice little bonus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know you can win more at bigger races, I suppose, but yeah, I was I was happy enough with that, yeah. And running through the streets of, of your beloved city. Yeah. Is that, that special? That was brilliant. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, Matt, Matt was there. I, there was lots of people that knew me on the course, uh, you know, loads of lads that I cycled with that were all over the place. And nice. uh, my brother was there, my wife was there and stuff like that. Nice. And, um, so that, that was... That was one of the things that, that makes you most nervous, but also helps you most when you're in the race because you kind of like you see people every corner you turn. There's people there, and you get a rise yeah. from that sort of when you get a cheer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I always look for my brother because my brother's the one that gives you the information. He's the one that. So he's giving you the the, the exact the knowledge that you need yeah. instead of just shouting, you know, come on, run faster. It's like it's an educated sort of yeah. He's the, he's the one I always listen for when you go yeah. past because he'll give you some sort of like if you're behind he'll say you know he's got ten seconds on you if you're ahead he'll give you a, a bit of a roughly yeah, a bit of a gap good, yeah. you know you don't get many people like that on the no, course because it, it's it, it's nice to get support but sometimes you're thinking give me some info you know oh definitely yeah <laughs> you yeah. know and you can listen to the wrong people who are just shouting come on go faster you know and, and then that might <laughs> yeah. be a mistake actually yeah we were out yeah. running the other the other morning we were talking about some of the the, the old sayings that you that you hate to hear when you when you're out running you know when you're on a race and yeah. and you get the sympathy shouts and you get so yeah okay you know what you're nearly there you know <laughs> i'm thinking am i having a shocker here or what you know <laughs> do i look that bad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, you know, it was it was an absolutely fantastic run. I mean, I, I remember, I think um, we were about three miles, three miles in, and um, I obviously I, I knew what I was trying to hit from my, my coach wanted me to just run, and um, I know I messaged Ian earlier on in the week and sort of said, look, this is what I'm trying to run. Um, you know, it would it would have been a, about a thirty second, forty second PB for Ian um, at the time, so I sort of said, you know, if you if you want to latch on to me and I'll, I'll pace you round and if you're feeling good you, you you go for it sort of thing but I'm going to try and hit 5.12s um, and again as I say Ian, Ian tried to psych me out there by saying oh, I, I don't think I'll be able to, to deal with that sort of uh, speed and, and things like <laughs> that and I knew going off his, his 10k that uh, it shouldn't be any, any issue for him but uh, he, he tried to put that thought there um, but yeah we, we the first mile um, I, I was sensible, didn't go off too hard Ian was ahead with a group of a group of lads, um, and I, I was thinking to myself, am I going too slow? Am I not? Because I'm waiting for my watch to to pick up and, and be accurate on it, and then I go through the mile and I'm there five twelve, and I'm like, okay, 
that's fine, just let, let them go. Um, but I, I caught back up to them and then went up up upon the street and, and Ian and the, and the lads pulled away again and then I, I closed back onto them um, on the downhill and, and just as we hit three miles, I looked down at me watch and, and I was like, this is, we were hitting 450 pace here and my, my goal is 512 for every mile and I, I turned to Ian and I just said, Ian, you know, this is a 450 mile here and we're only three miles in, don't forget. And Ian just sort of, so was, all right. And then just, poof, he was off. Yeah, fair place. Picked up the pace. Um, yeah. And that was it. Then the, the lads were gone. And, mm. um, you know, I was, I was trying to get sight of them as, as I went on to see how the, the battle was going on in the rest of the race. And, yeah, you saw, the, you know, the, the third guy start to drop back off and, and the second one in the distance. And, and then, you know, knew that, that Ian was out, out ahead and, and, and going for his, his win sort of thing. And nice. then it was just a question of, because I knew I was running about 68 sort of thing, but Ian wasn't in sight, so I knew he was going to be, it was it was how low into the 67s, or, or even did he, he dip into the 66s, and I remember yeah. when I came back from my extra mile and finally saw you, I said, what did you run, and, and you said a, a low 67, so it was, yeah. it was great, to, great to hear, and, and you know, it was a fantastic sort of yeah. you know, performance, and yeah, the course was awful, I mean, who, whoever thought that was a, a good course for Is runners? this not the same course they've had before? Uh, yeah, it's the same course I've had before, but I've never run it before, and it, right. it's an absolutely lousy course for right. running PBs. I mean, a mile into it, you're going up one of the steepest hills in Liverpool, which, mm. you know, you're still warming up over half marathon distance there a mile in. Um, and then the, the finish is, is on the cobbles at the front. Um, you know, so there's no... I mean, I rolled my ankle on it, so, you know, I've been to the physio tonight to get that looked yeah. at and stuff. Um you know that it, it was it was lousy. You couldn't you know if if you wanted to pick up pace, you couldn't really pick up the pace that well. And annoyingly, for some reason, they had signs up saying "runners stay to the," um, I think it was "stay to the right," which yeah. meant you stayed on the cobbled yeah, side. Yeah, there was one yeah. bit. Of, there was like a like um, flagged paving that you could go on, which was at least a little bit better underfoot. But they didn't want you to run on that. They wanted you to stay on the on the cobbles and let the pedestrians go on the the paving. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. what what stupidity is is that? So you wouldn't um, recommend uh, BTR? No, <laughs> not the half. No, yeah. um, <laughs> it was it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't be I doing have, I have to agree. The, the course is terrible. Right. Yeah, the course. You want to you want to you want to race then, that's, that's then, the runners and get you know. I well, can understand why. Just one question. Um, does every course have to be a PB course though? You know, what, why are we all? No, it doesn't. But I think there's I think there's there's better options there for that course. I mean, just what I about mean, a challenging course, you know that. Yeah, but I don't think run, it's. I don't think it, fire. it could be. It could be challenging. It could be the way it was. But I still. I, I mean, for me, the the last two miles or so on the cobbles, if anything, were dangerous. Um, okay, so you know, you've got to take the cobbles. Not only out. for not only for the runners at the front, but the runners for all the way through the field. At that point, you're going to be fatigued. And I mean, if you're at the front, you're trying to race and you're pushing really hard. And if you're further down the field, you're trying to race. But if you but if you're also fatigued at the end of the race and you're on cobbles and stuff like that, you're asking for someone to roll their ankle and yeah. break it or twist it and stuff yeah. like that, which you know just that doesn't make it an enjoyable experience for, for oh. someone running it sort of thing. Although really. I imagine you'll be there next year. No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not unless it's let changed. Me ask, let me ask you a question. On, on in contrast, you, you're looking at your watch. I feel that might be a mistake. Although you're saying you were training. No, yeah. I got I got a new coach and oh, I'm okay. I'm sticking yeah. to my. My coach is right, okay, doing something okay, new yeah. for me. Let know, me ask, uh, Ian, I imagine you weren't obsessing over your watch, or were you, when you were running this marathon? No, no. To be honest, I didn't look at it that much at all, really. Um, I think even when Matt said that to me, I don't think I looked at my watch at that no. point either. Um, because it, I, I just wouldn't, wouldn't feel very much. Um, I, th I think that is the best way yeah. to go. But, you know, I mean... 
Did you've, 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 you've run some very There was the difference was, and, and, and this is where I say, it, for mm. me, it was a, it was a, it was a hard race for me to do because of the cobbles. I was no, because I, I wasn't in, I wasn't doing it to to race it, and so it was it was really horrible because I, I finished it really having done my session exactly as as my coach wanted, but having not enjoyed any of it because I didn't commit to racing a race and it, it was well, it, it was a race and I, I feel like if you go to yeah. a race you 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 would want to race well, that's it. a huge mistake though, it is, um, I mean, you, you, you never do that you never go into the city of Liverpool to do a training session and pay 30 quid do you? it becomes an expensive training it becomes an expensive yeah. and then you're not happy with the result no either. I wasn't happy with it but it, but the thing was so, it's, it's trying but it's trying to run 512s on your own solo without a race situation, without a bit of adrenaline pump and stuff like that, is a very difficult right, okay. thing to sort of do. And so, mm. I mean, it, it, it has. We've completely changed our, what our plan is now because our plan was then to go and do Manchester exactly the same because I've entered Manchester Marathon. And you've run, and run that before. And, and I've run and, that before. And, and the plan was, or, you know. Well, no, the, the plan was to run marathon pace, which is right, what I was okay. doing in the half, so 5.12. But that would put me on pace to run 2.16. Right. So, depending on who's there in Manchester, it would put me in... It, you know, in the cards to possibly win it, but then pull out at 20 miles. And having known the feeling now from the half, yeah. we're not going to do that because it just it doesn't leave a good experience. Very and, hard and to get to 20 very, miles yeah. and stop with you in the yeah. lead. Wasn't it? It, was, yeah. it was very hard to, yeah. let, to to get to the point in the race and say, no, I've got to stick. And and for me, it was very hard because I like to race. I'm competitive and I like to to race. But even not to go off hard and fast at the start was again to try and control and, and run a pace. And so it was really difficult. But what it also did was leave me very much with doubts in my mind of, I don't know if I had raced that race, could I have beaten you or not? And I don't know that. And I know you were very kind in, in your comments to say, you know, that you, you know one of your mates who, who's faster on paper and, and things was just doing it as a training run sort of thing in, in some of the interviews you did. Yeah. But for me, you know... I, I have because I didn't race it I have no knowledge and all I do know is that you beat me and it was the second time this season that, you, that you'd done it and pulled it off let's, so, not, let's not have a moment <laughs> <this thing. laughs> but, but um, you know Copenhagen, Copenhagen's next so if you want to jump on that no, no, um, no, no. but um, so it, it, it was a really tough thing and I think from a coaching perspective we're both, we're both coaching and stuff like that it was very much I mean I spoke to my coach afterwards and she said yes yeah, she doesn't really like athletes going to do a session in a race because it, it pulls that thing. And she said, to be fair, she was really pleased for me as an individual knowing me and knowing that I like to race, that I pulled myself back and reined myself in um, because it probably would have been easier for me mentally to have tried to commit to a race. So it was a lot tougher to, to control that and do the session as planned and hit it. Um, but obviously, obviously it left me with those sort of negative feelings of, well, is my fitness there? Could I have raced it if I wanted to race it? Yeah. Would I have been able to race alongside you and, and challenge you or Let not? And then, but also, you know, just to leave that negative feeling of, of not having raced a race and been there and been a part of that, but not got that sort of experience of racing yeah. sort of thing. Let, let's, let's ask Ian this question. For me personally, you've heard Matthew, he's not satisfied with what he's done, I don't believe. Um, I, put, I wouldn't want to go to a park run and, and jog around personally. I think it's still a race format. You know, you've got a distance and they, they give positions. What are your feelings on, on turning up at races to, to, to train? 
Uh, I I wouldn't do. It. Yeah, no, yeah. I I would just if I was if I was turning up to a race, then I would race. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if I was I, I, if I was coming, and I for what reason? Go on. Ian. Uh, well, because because a race is quite a big deal. I think. I think I, I think a race is quite a big deal. Um, and um, I I wouldn't want to do it. And I actually don't think I could do it either. You know, like you know, it, when when the gun goes, I I don't I don't think I could. I could not race, you know. If 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 someone went past me and I knew I I felt good and I felt okay and I was going within myself and I knew I could go with it, I'd have to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would only really not go with it if I didn't think I could. That's that that that's that's what I would find really difficult to Adi- do. Additionally, could it not cause confusion as well? Because once you've started backing off in race format and then you go to race, it's like, hang on, I'm in, I'm a racing, I'm, I'm you know. A slight confusion in, in in knowing that you're at a race, you give a hundred percent. But hang on, I've been in race situations where I've not given a hundred percent, and potentially a slight confusion over over applying yourself. And your method is you're at a race to race. It's simplified, and you go and give one hundred percent. I agree with you. I think this is the only way to, to or the best way. And. Um, well, the, the only thing I take from it is that I did the session that it was meant to do, and I think you should sack your coach. And um, if anything, it was um, no, because it was a session as planned, and and it was for me the the, the improvement for me is that it, it was it was disciplined, um, because I mean we've we've probably had well, well you, you we've said had, you're we've not going to do that again though, are you? No, you, no, no, because we, we, we no, you decided it's not for you to do a race. No, no, which she said she she yeah. didn't really she doesn't like that principle anyway mm. but because it was there and because it fitted into the schedule right. it worked to do 14 miles at marathon pace mm. just get it done um, but you'll never do that again though well no so we're not doing Manchester no I mean you'll never do a, a training like in, a, in a, a proper race like that again no 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 right. so we, we, I've got 17 miles this Saturday at marathon pace so that will be my mate Paul will be on the bike with me and we'll, we'll be doing loops um, of, of, of his estate two and a half mile loops to do that and then for my 20 miles, which would have been Manchester Marathon weekend, we've changed that. I'm going down to London. Um, Alison's coming up to meet me. Um, and we're going to do it around Battersea Park and do it at Battersea Park. Um, so, we, you know, yeah. Now, I want to move on to this 10K. I mean, f- phenomenal time. 30 minutes and... Uh, 11. 11 seconds. Um, that is, is something else. Well, uh, Now, tell us about the build-up. To that uh, and and that itself and, and the course Trafford I've never done the Trafford yeah I mean Trafford's a good course it's a great race to get to, to get sucked into a, a PB on you know it, it's a good event um, the the Trafford 10K go, going in it was a bit of a free hit for me really because if we were having this conversation this time last year my PB was thirty one twenty nine um, and it was what I felt quite an outdated PB but I'd never got the right race at the right time to 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 beat that and it was when you look at your list of PBs I've seen me five K one which I was thinking yeah that's sound you know I'll, I'll take that you know because when you get to forty one you don't think you're going to be breaking PBs anymore but you look at your list and you think probably not going to beat that one, the five mile, probably not going to beat that one, uh, the half didn't think I'd beat that one, and I looked at the 10k thought, that's the one I think I can beat, yeah. I think I can beat that 31.29. Um, so, uh, for, the, the, for the listener by the way, t- why is it important, tell the listener why it is so important to look at those times and want to beat them, I know it's obvious to, to people who are running, but you know, why, why is it so important? Uh, well, it's, 
everyone's individual. It was important to me because I didn't feel that that 31, 29 represented the type of runner that I was. Um, so when you look back and you speak to your kids, your grandkids, or people look at your power of 10, people will always look at your PBs. And and, and I was happy with the representation of the other PBs, being the, the 5K, being the five mile, the half marathon. I was thinking, I'm happy for them to represent me, but that, that same with the marathon, the, the that, that, that PB doesn't represent, I don't think, the, the runner and the, the form that I've been in. I think that I've missed opportunities to have, to have ran faster than that. And that's maybe a bit of a vanity thing, which whatever, but that's just, I felt I could do better. Uh, it's it's not that important to everybody. Some people don't like chasing time. Some people race for position. Some people do different type of races, like fell races. That's all personal choice, which is, which is great. But out of that list of PBs, that was the one, this time last year, if we were having this conversation, I'd have said, that's the one I can beat at my age. I didn't think I could beat the others, but I thought, I, I think I can beat that one. Um, By the way, I must ask this question. It's a very difficult question to ask. Not you, Pert, but everybody. With the new technology, obviously the trainers, and then you've got the, the older runners, the, 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 uh, the golden boat generation, and then they obviously are very critical of, of our sort of improvements. And, and, and um, the contrast in their time, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't have, you can't compare those generations now because of the technology maybe with the times possibly possibly not yeah i mean as, as far as i'm concerned my one on this one quickly it's, mm. it, that argument's just a load of crap because it's no but i mean not not like like comparing the generate so you've got uh, jeff smith who's got still got the liverpool harriers uh, marathon record which is 209 is it 208 yeah, but, it's, it, but the new the new generation so you got johnny Mellor with the technology um, if at some point he does break that, which but that's it, the, that, so there's there's the well, argument against then, why it doesn't work. But the contrast, you know, like so. No, but what, what I'm saying give is, Jeff Smith the technology, but he can't do that now. Yeah, yeah, so but there's going to be like I'm a saying, sort of a, a great thing is, No, when people say the shoes is, is, is the shoes are making a huge big difference. Hmm. Well, well, are they? Because if you take all the best American times and all the best British times, none of them are anywhere near the guys. That we do that we're talking about in the eighties. Who were saying, "No, oh, those times, I mean, those shoes are making a farce of it." No, the ones that are improving and running quick times are the Africans who haven't been in the sport for as long as as the Brits and stuff like that. So the improvements that they're making is that they the training's changing, the access to certain to the science and everything like that is training and developing. That has made huge big leaps. Oh, Brits. No, the Johnny Mellie you've just mentioned mm -hmm. hasn't broke 210 yet fantastic runner but still yeah. hasn't run the time that Jeff Smith ran so does that mean Jeff Smith's generation was tougher harder you know they, they weren't no but it, it, um, what it does say is that the shoes mean? aren't really that big of a factor that everyone's making out to be okay. what they allow is a little bit more training per se or the other argument is if the shoes are making so much difference mm -hmm. then you've got to start questioning the times of the past and I don't want to do that because I want to believe that those times are exactly those times but if the shoes, if they believe the shoes are so much better off and that they'd run so much faster in those shoes, mm. then you've got to start to question, well, okay, well, were the courses right? And were, what was going on then to make those times at those times? And no one now with these new shoes, with all the nutritional science, with all the training science stuff. I mean, I was up in Leeds the other week. We had, they had, they had treadmills in rooms with heat. You could go up to 40 degrees. You could go down to below zero. You could put altitude of up to 800 meters. Everything that. Those guys back in the 80s and 70s didn't have the, all this technology, and yet they have run faster times than the guys now. So if it's all just the shoes, then you've got to question, wait, why are those times so much better and them not running it? What it is, is that the African athletes now have access to all this other science that 
that those guys still had back, still had them, but they didn't have, and they weren't in the sport. You know, the, the top African athletes were only just starting just to creep in in the 60s and 70s and 80s. It wasn't until the 90s that they really became the dominant force, and that's where they're now continuing. We can see the improvements on the women's side, and again, the women didn't hit the marathon distance and stuff until the 80s, mm-hmm. but we can see their time suddenly dropping down. We're challenging the Africans. Ailish McCoglin has got a very good chance of running you know, and, and being possibly in the top three, maybe even being there, depending on, on how it goes and then depending how she competes. But the, the American women are pushing times that are down in the 218s and 217s, you know, times that, okay, Paula ran a while back, but other women hadn't been running. But now suddenly it's starting to hit that point. Now, you know, but they've now had that evolution of work training has, has come around and times are sort of, it's becoming more consistent. Whereas the British men, the American men are running no faster so if it's purely shoes, then you've got to question, well, why are no British men doing anything better? Or were the times and stuff like that back then, you know, not as accurate as, and things? Because you don't have the women's to compare to because the women didn't start weren't running as much marathons. They, you know, they were only coming in in the 80s and things like that. And you don't have the Africans to compare to because there wasn't as dominant a force and, and numbers on mass of African athletes as there are today. Bringing Ian back in there on the Trafford 10K and on the technology and the the, the grey areas and, and the contrast. Yeah, I mean, well, should we start carrying on with the shoes or should we just move on from that? No, no. <laughs> well, you can you finish off, um, please, on, on so, the 10K and additionally how, well, even yourself, you know, you, you say your times now ref, are more reflective of, of the fantastic, I believe, phenomenal athlete that you are. But um, the technology within your lifetime, has, as we could argue, has or has not improved and made a difference. So by ticking those boxes um, now, could you have ticked them sooner with the technology? Or you know, Do you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of a grey yeah, area. I think, I think if, if I look at myself individually, mm. uh, I don't train in any... I only race in... in, in carbon shoes which is something I've only done in the last maybe two years or so since they, 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 they've come out um, but my training shoes have always been fairly similar you know quite good supportive shoes but my tra- my times in training told me that I could have gone faster than 31 29 that was the key point for me you know is that and you um, don't train in those shoes and I don't train in them, yeah. them shows, yeah. shoes so I knew that that, that was the one I was going to target um, and I mentioned earlier that Trafford is a free hit because I'd done Wilmslow uh, last December. Now, I always felt that I could go sub-31. That was So going into Wilmslow... I Wilmslow was, is it another fast course, I believe. Yeah, it's a good no, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good course. Good race again. Um, it was in December, like the middle of December, I think it was. And by the um, way, when you say a free hit, does that mean that you're not planning all of these races? It's just sponta- spontaneous no, the, at times. The, 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 times. Plan, the plan was to do Trafford, but, mm. but because... My goal was to break 31, but I'd done it in Wilmslow. So I, do, I ran 30-58 in Wilmslow right. in December. Is that Did that one get disqualified? No. No, no. Oh, no, so no. you did break it, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, yeah. so I broke that. And that was December just gone. Um, so when I went into Trafford, I was going into it thinking that I had nothing to lose anymore because... My goal was to break 31, but I'd already done, done it in December. I thought I would have to wait to Trafford to do it, but I didn't have done it in December. Right. Um, so right. when I went into Trafford, it was one of them where I was thinking, 
I can go, I can go like Matt, <laughs> you know, I can go and have a real good pop of this now, knowing that if I do blow up, I've got Wilmslow in the bank, I've got the 3058 is in the bank, and that was the, the target, so when I uh, race Trafford, I, I mean, I, I always try and control the first mile, because it's very easy to get sucked in, especially in a course like Trafford, when it's a slight downhill start, and everybody's tanking it down, and you know, uh, I mean, if you ran a, a 4.30 first mile, you wouldn't be in the lead because everybody, it's really fast the first mile. Um, and um, so I was usually watching that first mile to control the pace. But then once I got settled and I got into a nice rhythm, I stopped looking at the watch then until I got to 5K. Um, and I got to 5K in 15.02. Now, this is a massive gamble because my 5K PB officially is 14.54. So to get halfway, to get to 5K within a 10K pace, you know, less than 10 seconds slower than your PB, that's a risk. You're, you're now thinking, this could absolutely go tumbling down here. Mm. Um, but I felt okay. I felt 15.02, yeah. I was thinking, I feel okay. Um, does that, I, that obviously means that you could break that 5K time as well. Well, yeah, or does it? Arguably, yeah. arguably, you, yeah. you'd say that in the right race, that that, that mm. would that would go, um, which is hopefully coming in the mid-Cheshire 5K. In, On the 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but then... My head immediately said, "You get to halfway in fifteen oh two. You're thinking, well, I shouldn't run a sixteen second off, and I should break thirty one again, you know. But and, but you're waiting, and that was one thing about Trafford is that I was running, and normally when you're in the second off of a ten k, you're kind of looking in the distance to see is that a kilometre sign? No, it's an arrow. No, it's a drink station. And you're looking, but I kept looking. I was like, oh, there's another kilometre. They were coming so fast. The signs were coming past me. Oh, there's seven. There's eight. There's nine. Mm. There's four hundred to go. There's ten, and I could see Tom Rogerson just. Right. I was closing in. I could yeah, see the. I could yeah. see the 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 group that he was running with, and I'm thinking, I'm still here. I'm still. I'm still going here. You know, and that's. And I never dreamt that I could ever go sub thirty until I come around the corner with two hundred meters to go, and it was like twenty nine something. And I was oh. thinking, oh my god. Um. So I've obviously come over the line in thirty eleven, and I was. It's it's one of them. I was delighted. I was absolutely over, over the moon. It was faster than I thought I'd ever run. Um. But then you're in the corner away home. You're thinking, I wonder. <laughs> you're thinking do you reckon do, could I go and that's the thing you know you post it on social media media, and that's the first thing everyone says to you they're like oh, sub 30 next time yeah yeah there's and no end to it though is there there, no there, isn't, there is no end no to end it to and it. it's yeah. it's something that I wish I, I could change in terms of like I wish I didn't want that sub 30 now because I, but, but there's, there's part of you that thinks like that's the reason you're still yeah, doing it though it's like it maybe well? maybe yeah. if I can get in another race like that and I can just throw a bit more caution to the wind you know, and 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 get to halfway in just sub fifteen. Could I hang on for a sub thirty? And obviously, that day, who knows? I didn't. Um, but I did feel really good on that day, and I, I was finishing quite strong. Um, my my last miles were quick. Um, I, I certainly wasn't on my last legs, so that was really positive. Um, so yeah, that's that's our that's so what I mean by it was a free hit because I'd already had Wilms though PB in the bank. So when are you going to run the twenty nine? Minute, uh, when's your next? 12th of December 2023. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> 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 that's a quick one, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. the only one that's seen as faster than Trafford, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, it's, and it's a good downhill. field as well, isn't it? Down, yeah. good, steep downhill start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Chelford, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, is it possible? I, I don't know. You know, I didn't think 30 11 was possible. I didn't think I'd won 67 for a half. Would um, you like to get some of these times? Printed on on track itself, or have you got them anyway? You know, like so, get the five k, the ten k on the track. So the, the, some of the some of the purists would say, well, these road races, you know, they go up and they go down and whatnot. But on the track, it's more say accurate, or you can't. There's no lead, you can't get the course wrong. 
it is what it is. It's flat as a pancake. Um, would you like to, to get achieve some of those times on the track? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to track race, definitely. Or oh, have you already? I'm not I, sure. I haven't tracked race for years. Yeah. Right, okay. I mean, I was going to do that 3K when we spoke on the phone because I, I'd entered that 3K that we were going to do. and then Which the, 3K was that, sorry? Because you were going down to Trafford, weren't you, to do the Open 3K and you rang me to see if I wanted to jump oh, in the yeah, car with right. you. Oh, yeah, in the summer last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that again if you like. Um, this, so, yeah, I, I am soon. I am looking to, to certainly do mm. a couple of 3Ks. 3Ks, uh, yeah. yeah. You need to get down and do the night of 10,000. That would be good, wouldn't it? Tell me about the night yeah. of ten thousands. What what is that again? Um, it's just a night of ten thousand meter races, but it's a huge big party atmosphere, and the the crowds are in lane lane three, and there's beer tents on, it's on the May, home May of back three. Oh, yeah, time, sort of it? May, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's usually that it finishes with usually some sort of like the British Trials, ten thousand meters men and women, and the last couple of years it's been the European Cup. I don't think it is the European Cup this year, um, but it's 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 yeah. I think it's sponsored by On this year actually. I think they've made it one of the big on an athletic mm. um, sort of ten k races, uh, ten thousand meter race nights. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a great atmosphere, and it's you know you get the best of the, of the best of, of, of Europe even um, heading there and stuff like that. It's, it's there isn't an athletic event on the calendar really that's, that's like it with the atmosphere that it creates around ten thousand. It's often televised as well on the Red Bull, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they've streamed mm. it and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I've got a question for you. So we, we've we've gone into great detail about times and PBs and, and why the, that feeling which we all share about PBs and. and when is it a, a when, when is it not appropriate? But when when do you like to race for position? Um, and going forward, other races out there where you're not thinking about times because the courses are that challenging. Let's say where the, really there's no chance of people where you're racing for position races that you'd like to win, like that Liverpool half marathon, which must be quite amazing to win in your city. I don't know what the spectators were like on the course. There's quite a few, I imagine, it, through the city. Going forward, looking ahead, motivation, racing for position. Um, um, what masters? Uh, I think last week in or this last week in Poland, uh, you had Tony the masters. Uh, Tony O'Brien in his fifties. Mm. Does does stuff like that interest you? Perhaps uh, as a master athlete, because you you must be surely one of the best out there in the forty to forty five category. Yeah, well, I think in the V forty category, I think. Um, um, Maybe mistaken, but so far this year I've got the second fastest 10k time in the UK. I amazing, think. Yeah. amazing. Who has the first? Uh, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. No, I think he's from Leeds. Um, from Leeds, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, I think I'm in the top five of the half marathon, even with the, the slow course of Liverpool. I think as well for the V40s. Amazing. I know it's only April, but I'll take uh, and, that for this and year. Why? So why then are you not in Poland this week, or is that you know it's, you can't do everything, but maybe. The world, yeah. the world championships, masters. Yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, I mean, this maybe is the, next year or. This is the the indoor scene, and isn't it? You know, and as as I've not, I've not track raced for years, so I, I wouldn't expect. To I thought they to had a cross country on the Saturday, and uh, no, is that something else? I'm sure they have a cross country on the Saturday. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't see any yeah. cross country, cross country footage at all. Um, I, I've seen Tony O'Brien's sprint finish. Uh, I know he got uh, he got gold in the three thousand, didn't he? Did he? Did he win gold? And, and what time did he run that? He ran, it was about eight fifty four on Amazing. the footage I seen. Fantastic! Yeah. And this is for a man who is fifty. He's in his early fifties, isn't he? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, one of your former guests, of course, on the show. Yeah, we must have him back on as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now he's a world champion. You might have to pay. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, we well worth paying for. Yeah, um, and I think he got bronze in the fifteen hundred as well. I'm not too sure of his time there, but I think he got bronze in the fifteen. Um, yeah, well, I've looked at that myself, the Masters, and sadly, with with um, with 
with illness in November, which I feel like I'm really on top of. I, I, I was thinking about the, the trip to Poland and, and I'm pretty sure there was a cross country on the Saturday, but on the Monday there was a 10K. So you could fly in for the 10K and then back and fly, fly in for the half marathon or just pick one of those events, you know, fly yeah. in for the half marathon. No, I mean, to race cross country, it's, sorry. You know, I obviously I am forty one, but I am new to the forty scene, if you like. So it's not something I've. I didn't think I would be in a position where I'd be competitive. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You'd be very competitive. Uh, well, now I've obviously got a change in opinion now, and, and obviously mm. I, I do believe I could be competitive. But if you'd have asked me about this, maybe two years ago when I'm in my forties, would I be competitive in the V forty? I'd, I'd say. But and they have records, know. of course. You, you know, yeah. you, there's records maybe that you could even target in, yeah. in that particular category for your country, and then you've got the world. It, it, it'd be world's, great. it yeah. would be great, wouldn't it? You know, um, I mean, there's. I, I've been asked a few times about racing in the elite duathlon scene as well. Tell us about um, that as well. Please. So you, you've got to have, you've got to have ran certain qualifiers. I think you've got to have broke seventy for the half. You've got to have ran, uh, I think is it sub thirty one for the ten k. You've got to have certain certain kind of um, qualification times. Is this season like, by season? Or yeah, yeah, so yeah. Did they wipe the slate clean every I, year? I, I'm not sure. To be I've only just started looking into it a little bit recently. Um, sub sixty seven would be uh, for a half would put you in. Uh, you can get on the England teams. Yeah, the selections is always sub sixty seven. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A half marathon time for both the half and then for the. Uh, is that for the open age now? Even for the, the old fellas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's getting yeah. tighter and tighter. Like this, with the, I think uh, it might have dropped to to sub sixty six for uh, Copenhagen half in uh, in October or September, whenever it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they are starting I mean, to drop a little be, bit. It would, be, it would be great. I mean, I, I've done a bit of age group kind of Great Britain stuff where you you. When I was in my thirties, I think we spoke about it last time. I went to Spain for one of them type of events, uh, and it's great. You know, you get in the buzz of it. I think to do it within the Masters, I think would be. I think it'd be really good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, say the open ones there though, and as well for that half. Yeah. I think on a fast one, Antrim. Yeah, big half, something like that. Yeah. So you've got the Mid Cheshire on the twenty seventh of this month of April. And and then what have you got after that? Can you throw some of those events that you're targeting now? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at the Middle Distance Triathlon in Chester. That's in the middle of June. June. Um, so that so there's a bit be... of a gap between the 27th of April and then June. Yeah, well, no, nothing. You're gonna. And I need some bike time to be honest, because of I have neglected the bike a little bit with with concentrating on some of the races that I've been doing. So. When you think about the cross countries that have run in the Sunday League, uh, so that takes up six Sundays, and I normally ride my bike on a Sunday. By the so, way, uh, congratulations to Penny Lane. Yes, very do it, very good Penny Lane. Fully deserved, by the way. They got the numbers out. So and that, they, that uh, is uh, because your team, uh, Mersey Tribe, won it how many years on the bounce? I think we've won it four years on the bounce. So. Yeah, so the, it was their turn. And it was fully deserved. They got the, the right numbers out. Um, we were down on numbers. We had a few injuries, but... They they packed that, the field. That league, by the way, the Sunday league is is um, it's got quite something about it. The, the the numbers of people who are involved, and um, it's it's I think it's overshadowed the L and D league. Is that right? Well, I mean the L and D's not the L and D's gone now, hasn't it? It's gone, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, it's, it's gone. Well, this year didn't they have two events? I think. The well, they had the the one with Sefton Park and the and then they have the L and D champs in Clark's Gardens mm-hmm. on at Matt Ran. Yeah. And the other two events were cancelled for, for for some reason. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But, well, um, I think Robbie Wood when he well Robbie Wood stood he, down he'll be last able year. To, uh, he give stood down. You see, I think yeah. maybe that's part, partly to do with it. It takes quite a lot of running, doesn't it? And he, yeah. He um. 
he's coming but on the, the show the, at the some good, point. The good thing about the Sunday League, okay, it doesn't it doesn't often get the the the, the big quality at the top end, but it's a great team event. You yeah. know, you, you get the masses that will come to it. If and, it's doing so well, why don't they sort of combine or you know some somehow well, get everybody I, on board? I, I you spoke know. to Steve Saunders about this, the organizer, mm. uh, and he's right. he said that the door is open for the Harriers, but he said there's well a, the Harriers can enter a team, can't they? If yeah, they wish to. He said there's a certain amount of um, snobbery from the Saturday League. I imagine, with, I imagine with, it. With, this is the L and D League, is yeah, it? So yeah, the L and yeah. D League is no more. It's time to perhaps. It's got a lot of history, though. You'd want to keep that going in, in some way, wouldn't you? Because of the history, it's one of the oldest cross-country leagues in the world. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, would Steve Saunders be willing to rebrand it as as the L and D slash Sunday League or something? You know, to combine everything and get the the young people involved as well. Yeah, that, that's a question for Steve Saunders, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, I mean, it would be nice to get one league where everybody yeah. is involved, like the I Manchester that, League. You know, look yeah. at the Manchester League. I think that that is what's why perhaps we're so weak on this side of town. You know that Manchester League very very strong. Very strong. And if we combine something on this side, put it together, packaged it in a way where you've got the young, the kids, um, and the team, to, which the Sunday League clearly has the teams. You've got the social side, people who are enjoying it. Then you've got perhaps all the best runners in town who are com- competing against each other. Um, surely that's the way forward. It's just. The L&D, they don't want to lose that history, but maybe a com- a combining that and, and keeping that legacy in some way um, and bringing and letting the Sunday League take charge of it, maybe. Uh, yeah, it, there's uh, got to be some solution. because Surely, because it's just politics, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not, you know. I mean, it, you know, you're talking about runners who want to run and want to race. So it's, if, you, if you just told everyone that was going to be the case, everyone would turn up and everyone would race. But as you say, it's the politics behind it. It's who's going to control it and stuff. That that would that would be the only stumbling blocks. Because you know, if you asked, well, I believe you Richard, asked that lads of the Harriers, would they want to come down and and, and race the, the Sunday League against against some me and some of the other lads? They'd be like, yeah, let's go. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything stopping the Harriers from from uh, entering a team in the Sunday League. As you say, it's the fact that there's a bit of a clash there because you've got those other fixtures which got cancelled, you know, and then. But um, Richard Burney, I believe he's now got the honorary position as a president of the L&D League and he's, he's very much a, a he would fantastic be communicator. He person. Fantastic communicator to, to get him to, to sit down with Mr Saunders. Yeah, he would be the perfect person some because kind of deal. Richard Burney is Mr Cross Country. You know, yeah, yeah. phenomenal cross country runner in his day. Yeah. Um, probably still is now. Six-time Mersey Chart side yeah, champion, yeah, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, I was wondering why you didn't do that because I thought maybe you could have had a chance of winning that particular event, the Merseyside Championships. Uh, you didn't enter that. I was, I was, I was curious as to why because you were in good, such good form. Yeah. And, to, and have you won that before? Yeah, uh, only as a youngster when in the right. age group. Well, it still counts, yeah. but, but as yeah. a senior, would you like to win that? Event? Yeah, yeah. It, it, the problem it falls on no, Saturdays, doesn't no, it? No regrets on not. Um, having well, it. I was in work, so there's not there was not a lot I could do. When you've thrown a sickie or. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, no. It it falls on a Saturday. Now I'm contracted to work every other Saturday, so Saturday races are hit right. and miss with me. Right, okay, uh, okay. I'm not. Not blessed with these annual. I, I just leave honestly I believe that, that we must get Phil uh, Robertson on the show who, who won it, you know, fair play to him. I think he won it for the second time. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is the problem as well. You've got the Merseyside champs and then guys like yourself who are in the Sunday League who have not, not been, you know, you want to get that competition. You want to see those guys going against each other and let's see who is, who is the best yeah. on the day, you know. And, and, and uh, to be honest, it's because I run under Merseyside, it's not the Merseyside champs are not something that are pushed 
out loads in, in, in the circles because uh, the Sunday league is, the, is their big focus in cross country mm. but when you're in with the Harriers the, the counties the northerns the nationals yeah. these are huge events for the Harriers yes. and they're, they're the ones where the WhatsApp groups will be pinging and who's going to run and who's going to do this a bit like the relays are relays, yeah. you know yeah. they're the ones that, that people talk about most so it's it's never it's always hugely been a bit, on my yeah. radar yeah I understand it's interesting isn't it because it's a bit confusing for me because I, I get I can hear both sides you know you get that's where that you say the ping in the WhatsApp, you know, relays. And then on the other side of things, people are completely unaware maybe of, of these events. And, and it'd be nice to pull it all together, wouldn't it? In a better, yeah. in a package that's positive for the future of, of the younger run, younger athletes going forward. Because those younger athletes are going to Manchester, aren't they, for these... these, these uh, yeah, and they've got a great setup at Manchester, but yeah. there's no reason why we can't have a good setup here. We've got yeah. the courses, we've got the people. That's you know. right, yeah. It needs well, to be Man- Manchester challenged. Manchester usually hosts one of their courses here anyway. Surely Park, yeah. 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 Um, well, it's been an absolute fantastic podcast. Um, I, I want to plug your, uh, your business. Uh, so for those who are listening, um, if you like what you hear... Um, Mr. Ian Long could be your coach is that correct and, ha- and so could Matt and, but you're the special guest and how, how may they find you Mr. Lawton uh, if, if there's a, someone out there listening and wishes to get in touch with one to one coaching from one of the best athletes around in fact phenomenal if you ask me at 41 years of age with the experience how do they get in touch with 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 you personally yeah I mean if you follow Prime uh, on Instagram or, or on Facebook um, or myself Ian uh, Prime Ian, Prime Triathlon Triathlon Coaching so yeah. if you type that in yeah um, that'll come up Prime Triathlon Coaching or Ian Lawton you can follow me on Instagram and, and me- message me but I mean we our, our brand is a triathlon company but we, we we do all coaching we do lots of just run coaching Matt does a lot of that for us as well um, and and we're not, you know, I, I, anyone who's listening, who's who's ever thinking about getting a coach, um, it's not just elite people who who wouldn't have a coach. We've got I've got people who are trying to be two hours for the, for a half marathon, um, and, and you know, and and a lot of people often would say to me, oh, you know, I, I quite fancy a coach, but I don't think I'm good enough, um, and that's nonsense because. For me, as as the coach, and 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 Matt maybe would know about this as well. It's it's about the journey now. Whether if the journey is to break two hours or over a half marathon, for me to be on that journey and to be part of that journey is an absolute honour and a pleasure. And we all know what it's like on PB day when you get that PB that that, that you always wanted that you've been chasing for. Um, the buzz of that and to be part of that journey. So I mean, my message to the listeners: if you have ever thought about getting a coach, um, you don't have to be the elite to have a coach. Um, get in touch, have a chat. And, and we can go on that journey with you. Ian Lawton, it's been marvellous. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me.